Welcome back to another episode of the Is What It Is podcast. My name is Otlin. We are at episode 162. If it's your first time joining us, uh, what we like to do here is chit-chat, connect, discuss, share, laugh. Have we ever cried? Don't think we ever cried, but you might cry. Don't think we've ever cried. You might cry, you might cry. We can all cry together. But today, we decided, oh, forgot to introduce my lovely co-host, Kivia. What's up? To my left. Um, yeah, this episode was kind of like, definitely not the planned episode, but right. I think that it's will be a good one mm-hmm. regardless, as they all are. But it was pretty much on the, it was our thoughts after watching a movie on Netflix, um, something that we both haven't done in like a really long time, Mm -hmm. and it was good to just kind of do that, something different. But um, the movie that we watched was Murder by Numbers, 2002, Sandra Bullock, had no idea what it was about, I didn't even read it, I just saw her, and then I knew it was an older movie based on how it looked, Mm -hmm. and then you were cooking the thing, so I was like, okay, let me just, like, preload this, because I had a feeling it was going to be good, right? or, like, at least be engaging, Mm -hmm. and then it was, I just checked the genre, and it was thriller, and I'm like, okay, I think the next book that I read is going to be a thriller, Yeah, because... Oh, side note, I just got a Kindle. <laughs> Congrats. I'm officially a Kindle girly. Congrats. And I am so happy. I've had it for less than 48 hours. Yeah. And I've got over a thousand books on it already. Yeah. And I'm so excited because I have a portable library. Um, library. You got I a library smaller. Wherever I want to go. And then even like the fact that I can yeah. take the Kindle wherever I want to go. <clears throat> Yeah. I'm, like, so protective of it already. Like, it's sacred. Yeah. You know, like, this can't be damaged. It can't, like, it's just, you know, I'm excited. Like, I have this case for it. I'm glad it came um, before it did because I'm like, oh, my God, like, it's actually smaller than I thought. I don't want it to break. Like, Mm -hmm. I haven't had anything new and, like, Mm devicey in a long time other than, like, my phone. And I've had this phone for at least, like, four years or something. So, I think for me, it's, like, it's just... If you didn't remind me of the Prime Day sale, like, to get it, because I knew it was the sale, I'm looking at other things. I scrolled past the Kindle, I didn't even think, like, hey, maybe cop it now. Yeah. And then when I seen the regular price now, I was like, oh. God. Thank God you got But, like, thank God I have it. Like, I didn't know what I was missing. Yeah. Like, I... I and that's, and you know... And this episode is not about Kindle. It's not about the Kindle. But the but last, is. like, 18 hours of my life have been about the Kindle. Right, right, right. Since I made the purchase, I've been waiting for it. It came, I'm like, oh my God, through the box to the wind where is the box i turned it on and i was like right into it and i'm just so happy that i 
got one. Mm-hmm. I'm happy you did too. It's because I just like, I, where did you go? You know, like your head was down, you're in the Kindle, you have it with you, like, where's my Kindle? And yeah. I'm just like, okay, like, I definitely want to get one. I know I want to get one. We started mm-hmm. reading again. Library books, fun, great. Bought books, fun, great. But I always thought, like, because I'm a book person, I like to feel the pages, turn the page, which is what every hey new Kindle user says. I get it. But just the way that you're able to just go through the pages, it's like, holy shit, I can read way faster than... Like, the act of turning the page takes away from what you can read, right? So, I think... Even, like, for me, too, like, the weight of a physical book. Mm -hmm. Because if it's a lot of pages, for me, I know I get deterred from, like, feeling like it's going to take me forever to complete a 500-page book. Mm -hmm. But when it's on the Kindle you don't feel the weight of the pages mm-hmm. and like you're not turning the pages either. You're just tapping. And I knew that I was a Kindle girly when I tried to read a physical book and I tapped the pages mm. to turn it. And that was, that was my moment for me where oh, I'm like, Oh, I'm, I will never hate paper. I will yeah. never hate it because the Kindle's supposed to simulate that, which yeah. I think it does very well. But that little percentage in the bottom, mm-hmm. you you re- you really wanna wanna get there, and then you're just like, oh, it's only gonna take me five minutes left of this chapter. Of course, I read this chapter. You end the chapter. You start the new how much chapter. In chapter? Hmm? It tells you how much in each chapter. Mm-hmm. You can because you're only eighteen hours in. <laughs> We're not into, like, the tips and tricks yet. What? Yeah, because you can organize the bottom of to see either the location you are in the book, how far it'll take for, like, how long Other it'll take you to complete hours the book. To complete? Hours, to, hours complete? to complete? Yeah, hours to complete, or how long does it take you to finish the chapter? Those are your options. I would prefer chapter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would do for chapter. Because if I have percentage then I I get it sometimes it depends if I feel like it's a slow book I like to check how many hours it'll take me to complete the book and then Mm -hmm. I know if it's a big book or not but isn't it basing it off how you're reading it currently yes so I mean if you're sitting there pumping pages yeah but then that also tells me like if I see 12 hours it's not going to be a really great page turner yeah you know not saying that I don't want to read it but Mm -hmm. the only thing that I find that's overwhelming is like your choices like now you have thousands of books at your fingertips like what do you gravitate to what do you read next and there's so many titles that just you know, like, you know it's going to be a book. And a book, like, I I feel like book medicine is something that, you mm. know, I'm going to just pause right here because <laughs> this episode is not about books nor Kindle. And it was just about to take over. Right. The whole. All right. So if you're new here again, sometimes we kind of just dive into little things definitely look out for the episode on book medicine we will be returning to that but 
this episode was about the movie we watched. Right, right, right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Not. It's because you made the side, the, the segue. I know, but then, because I looked at it, talk about it, it, the Kindle's on my hip, so. Yeah, it's definitely something that is with me. Yeah. It doesn't like, matter what I'm doing. And you know what's irrational? When you carry it to the gas station. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or you carry oh, it to the grocery store. And it's like things that you're supposed to be doing, like not reading, but you have it on you just in case you get stuck behind a train mm-hmm. driving and you have a couple minutes to read. Like, I like to look for those opportunities. Right. Um, but yeah, I got mine a couple months ago and... Um, Great gift. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. I think I would agree. Like, for me, when it comes to purchases, regardless of the price, it's more about what is the benefit of it. Like, Mm -hmm. I bought coloring books and pencil crayons and, like, you know, I'm coloring black women and flowers and it helps with my anxiety and... Um, calming my mind or just like making me less um, like as I've stopped drinking and smoking and doing those things more it's allowed me to have newer vices which I think books have also become a vice mm-hmm. for that but again don't want to talk about books <laughs> <laughs> um, we've spent 10 minutes talking about books yeah but this is kind of what life's been like and I think the excitement and the um, stimulation that I can say I've gotten from books and I can see you've also gotten from books is very healthy. Yeah. For the mental, spiritual I just like, aspect of our growth and journey right now. Also what it brings up. Like, if there are questions that you probably never even formed... But then, like, you're reading it, and then you question, like, how would you handle that situation, or what would you do if you were there, or, like, just have you even conjured up an idea as what you're reading, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just, I think it's really, really great. Mm -hmm. And I am a firm believer now, always have been, but I mean, now I'm going to be louder about it. Um, Literature is where it's at, man. Expand mm-hmm. the mind, spark new conversations, um, learn new things, you know, try different types of books, formats, even genres. Like, I think that it has unlocked for me just um, my imagination because it's been kind of dormant since growing up, you know, not really doing things that are as creative or makes you stay in your mind for long periods of time. So, I recommend everyone trying it, whether it's an audio, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a physical, um, electronic publication. Yep. um, Get into it. All the many ways that you can consume book content, I definitely agree. Even for kids, like, they're already on tablets, they're already on devices, it's another option for them to, to do. You know, and get them away from a screen and someone else externally telling them something. Where it's like, with books, it's still a dialogue, but it's different. 
and it definitely helps stimulate that imagination. Right. And I think it also helps broaden vocabulary and understanding, comprehension of things, you know, in general. Yeah. Because it's written word and different interpretation and explanation of, like, experiences. And, like, I think especially when you're younger, you need to have that journey and that exploration and adventure that a book can give you. Mm. But I believe even when you're 90, if you live that long, that you should still go to a book because maybe physically you can't have that experience, but you can have right, a right, whole right. journey right, right. through the book with right. the writer. And I'm here for it. Totally here for it. Well, since we've spent half the episode talking about books, right? I think we can now segue into what we were first talking about, which I guess the reason why we kind of analyzed the movie was because we've been reading books. Okay. And there's so many thriller-type books, which is what brought it to books. It was thriller. There's right. a lot of thriller books that I've downloaded and that I have at my fingertips. And a lot of the titles, it's like, ooh, ah, we're also going to a fucking haunted town oh, tomorrow. Haunting on Hexwood. So it's like, there's a lot of, like, that aspect of things. <laughs> right. We're going to experience that feeling, but reading that feeling, I, it would be totally different. To go on a thriller journey through a book. We did one through a movie, and we were, both, we were definitely engaged in the story, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like... Wow, like I'm I've been curious to know what it's like to read that type of book because I never choose that as an option mm. for a book. Those type of movies, a hundred percent. Like I'm watching it, but as a book, the description you're going, it's it's a lot with the detail now of a that book. You, now that you say that, I could get why you why you say it's a lot because you have to build, mm-hmm. like you have to understand what they're trying to get you to get. Yes, and there's so many options that I'm just like, we're going to be critiquing how this person's thriller kind of goes, you know, because Mm -hmm. you do have to keep it engaging, you know? So I I love it. Yeah. I think for me, um, especially because we're in like Halloween spooky season, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff stuff your Kindle spooky's coming up, that I've dedicated majority of my October right. um, to reading thriller, get you a little bit scared, heart racing type books um, because that's the season for it. You know, yeah. like it's it's yeah. creepy, it's dark, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a thriller, there's a scare, there's suspense. It's and then I'm realizing goosebumps, hairs on the back. I really enjoy this niche of books. Yeah. Like, that's where it's at for me. That's what I'll always look for in book talk. Murder, mystery, crime. Definitely will always download it, even though I haven't even touched the 500 thrillers that are already in the collection. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's just... Yeah, I totally agree. But back to the movie. Oh my god, the movie. Did um, you see? <laughs> but a lot of the books are related to, like, murder and, yeah. like, discoveries. And the book... I mean, the movie was about murders, a serial killer. And I and my that's why I'm, I went right back to a book cuz I'm just like how would you write a serial killer? Mm. Because some of the titles it's giving 
captured, you know? Like, that's literally what the title is. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, oh, like, the movie took you into the mind of the characters and it gave you the storyline and it built who you thought they were and, like, who is capable of committing this type of crime and, you know, how do they act outwardly? And it's like, you never know. You don't know what's going on inside someone. You don't know what they're plotting. You don't know um, what you're capable of or what anyone's capable of. You know, you could see someone and think they're rich. They have it all. What could they possibly want? And they're like, I am bored. I want to do something destructive. I can't get in trouble. I kind of want to do it risky. Like, for some people, taking risks isn't just jumping off, you know, the diving board. Right. Like, their diving board is going to jail. Or, right. like, risking possibly going to jail. Or, like, you know, toting the line. But then there are people who it's like, they're going to tote the line, but are they really going to pull the trigger? Right. No. Right. And then you see people where it's like, you may not think they will, you may not, you know, you may underestimate them. And that person would do it without flinching. But it's also like, what are you looking at when yeah. you're thinking that someone's not capable of doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and that's why I can appreciate the importance of appearance. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, like, like you're going to crack. Mm-hmm. Easy. Mm-hmm. I would never suspect you. My guard would be down. And then you would you'd be able to snap because mm-hmm. I'm not suspecting you, mm-hmm. you know? And I think what the, the movie murder numbers, is it? By. Oh, murder by numbers. Um, at first it was just tripping me up because like, what does the title have to do with the book? Oh, with the book, with the theme. <laughs> yeah. Cause this has to be a book. I think that's why my mind's on it. Mm-hmm. Um, But then I'm looking at, like, the point of it is teenage boys are using statistics to plan a murder. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but you can get away with it if you study it. Mm -hmm. But it's two different personalities. So based on the personality types of these men, who would you think is the one that's in the driver's seat? Mm -hmm. You know? And it's like, it kind of messes with with your own psyche in the mm-hmm. sense of like you, why are you judging them that way yeah like what are your own projections that you're putting on that you're judging them that way mm-hmm. and I think that's what's messed up too yeah I agree I think that huh, the the thing that makes it difficult is like you can't unless you heal what's going on with you and past stuff it comes with you. You it it's with you, right? When you show up, it comes too. Your baggage, your trauma, the stuff that's unresolved, the stuff that's right underneath the surface that say the wrong thing. Take a couple few shots. It just might come up, right? You know, right? And then here you have someone who's representing the archetype of what you what you've had bad experiences with. Outwardly superficially this person represents something that was like a dark time or negatively impact me or mm-hmm. hurt me mm-hmm. right and that's i think hurt is a big thing with humans and like how we deal with shit it's like oh this thing hurt me right fight or flight what's gonna happen don't put your hand on the stove you know what's gonna happen 
but we take it to the extreme of like now this person who I don't know because certain aspects remind me of this person now I'm projecting how I treat you mm. based on what's being triggered and so then I my opinion of you is going to be biased mm -hmm. by default but I'm obviously not going to see that initially because to see that would mean to also address the shit that's being triggered. Right. Right. You know? Right. And it's like, how, but then in, it's a movie and it was intense because it's like, and that's why I guess it's a thriller because it makes you think like, but how many times has that happened in real life? Like we could say this person's racist or whatever, but what, but half of the time it sometimes doesn't have to do with like it could just be this person had a bad experience with someone who reminds them of this mm -hmm. and now that person's getting the shitty end of the mm -hmm. interaction mm -hmm. but i feel like a lot of the times we as humans you don't first of all if you can't recognize yourself in a situation how you're showing up to even know that mm, it's projection, mm, you're triggered. Yeah, mm, because negative. you have to be at a farther place mentally. Yeah. And emotionally mature mm -hmm. to even realize that you've created the cloud of bias. Yeah. To judge this individual based on whatever triggers that are happening right now. Yeah. And I think what connects you to it is the fact that, like, she did it so quickly. Yeah. It's so automatic. There's no way for her to even sit down and realize that that's what she's doing. She went so if right that's, into that dynamic. Yeah, so yeah. if that's the case, how many times have you gone into that cycle or that, that dynamic? At when what point will you hit the, the wall of realization that, you know, this is something that you've always done? And then how has it... Um, how has it shown up in your life to this point these repetitive cycles are the situations that you're being put in meant to mirror the cycles that you're repeating mm -hmm. right yeah or it is that's it because you didn't learn mm. you know like you have to go through the cycle again and that's what reincarnation is about that just brought me back to my world religion class in college that i took for one of my electives and um, I remember, I think it's, um, Buddhism, mm. where they believe in reincarnation, I think, I don't know, one of them, it's either Buddhism or Hinduism, where mm. they believe in that, I think they're very close, mm -hmm. and pretty much like you're gonna repeat the cycle, and you may come back as whatever, but if you don't learn the lesson... The cycle still continue. Well, the cycle continues regardless, but what you didn't learn is going to come back right. in that cycle. So you better get it now because you're going to do it again. <laughs> like at the end, like, and that's, there's a movie where it's like, you go to sleep, wake up, click, do it again. Right. Like imagine that was the situation. Well, that is a situation of unhealed interaction. It doesn't matter who the new character is being brought in. It's a rewind and you're going back to the unhealed triggered moment and it's like okay there's this one trigger we're dealing with trigger a right now and this person they frustrate your trigger a trigger a is triggered boom it's happening here the interaction 
if you're not learning within that interaction, then you're going to go back around, do, 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 wrap around, wrap around to trigger A. And like, I feel like you will continue to go through that loop until you learn how to better handle it. And you're you know, still going to be triggered. Say that, we then become so comfortable with the loop that we attach it to our personality mm. and say that we're this type of person and mm. you just have to deal with me as this type of person mm. because I'm incapable of seeing it as a cycle, as a trigger and something that, you know, needs to be addressed. You know, it's some, I'm comfortable in the cycle as messed up as it is. And then I think of the seven deadly sins in like, what is the one thing that you have embodied that now for the rest of your days, when you sleep and when you wake, it's what you're going to be dealing with. Your karma is trying to fix, you know, the, the issue that you were okay with laying dormant your entire life. I think that that's what triggers are. Like they, they harbor and they harden and they get so big and like, Thick, like the plastic phlegm we were talking about mm-hmm. physically hard like like callous callous and fibrous tissue that's like what you're not massaging out what you're not dealing with is going to just stay there mm-hmm. and block the flow All of the blood lines. of energy of of healing of love i don't think you're capable of like doing more when you're still sitting with that blockage, mm-hmm. which is essentially living in the cycle, which is what I was thinking about in the movie, because she went through something so traumatic that she believed moving forward, if I act this way, it won't happen again, and no one will even see that I'm still traumatized by it mm-hmm. because I'm now living my life that way so that I'm not re traumatized. Mm-hmm. You know? Constantly. Constantly doing what you can to avoid that. Where it's like, okay, well, we still have to use the stove. Right. You know, it gets hot. Right, right, right. Because I think when you're a kid, like, hot, maybe you got burnt, and then it's like, ah, and then you have to evolve past that fear, because you have to use the stove. Right. Right? So it's like, we know the stove is hot, we have to be safe, we have to take precautions, Right? Turn the handle the other way so you don't bop the hot oil on you. Use utensils. Right. You know, there, but there are steps and there's the process of, like, you willing to turn on the stove again. Mm-hmm. Are agree. you the individual that wants to avoid using it? Or do mm-hmm. you want to find ways of being able to use it safely? Yeah. Or are you just going to use it and continuously get burnt mm-hmm. and then be upset that you get burnt? And I think with her judgment and bias, although she was right about a few things, right? Everything wasn't wrong, but because of her prior, her unhealed shit, she projected that on him. And then her, her judgment did become, you know, right, blurred or obscured. Like she wasn't able to retain everything that was there. Mm. All of it. Mm. Right. So like, Definitely accurate, but shoot, you're missing some pieces because you're failing to see the other side of things. That, like, although he is this way or he portrays to be this way, what he really is, is he's the punk. 
He's mm. trying so hard to be something by calling someone who appears to be lesser than him a punk. Like, oh, you're a little bit, you're a punk. Da 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 da. Like, somebody who is going to be louder and come down on someone who everyone thinks is like that. Right. It's like, oh, I'm taking the moment away from you to like back up your talk. Because one, we already think that way. We already think you think you're that way. And he also, I feel like they both believe their own hype and they drank their own Kool-Aid. Like, I'm the geek. I'm the loner. I'm the one that nobody likes. It's what you believe. It's what you believe. Mm -hmm. And then the other one's like, I'm popular. I get chicks. My dad, my dad knows police officers. I won't get in trouble no matter what I do. Right? But then at the end of the day, you're scared. Right. To do it. Like, you don't really want to get in trouble. Right. Because you're the first one to talk. Whereas the other one kept his mouth shut, kept it in because he already knew who he was. Right. Right. He just let people... Right. ...make the assumption about who he was, and then he went with it. He's actually a psychopath. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that part was like, yeah... Like, it, just because someone doesn't appear to be, you know, um, the giant, sometimes, like, there was, oh, back to book, there was a book, and I think it was, like, um, the kiss of the, what is it? She stole the troll's heart or something like that? It's something about the troll's heart, but the book cover is, like, a ugly-looking troll figure, Mm -hmm. beast type of creature. And there's, like, a chick sitting on its lap, and they're kissing. Oh, okay. It's, like, stole the troll's heart. And I'm just, like, when I saw that, it made me think of... You could... People always judge a book by its cover. Right. Like, just because this is how it appears to be... Right. Doesn't mean... That the troll... Who's to say that just because it looks like a troll, that it's gonna... It's gonna act like a troll. Right? And then who's to say that just because she's smaller and she's sitting on his lap, she's not the one that's landing the right hook. Right. Like, I think sometimes people do make assumptions based on how things look when we all know that... That could be Nine times out of ten. And also, based on human, you never know. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like... Right. And also... Let's not forget it's what the first thing that you see is what people want you to see. So regardless of what you believe that you're seeing, Mm -hmm. it could not be that. Mm -hmm. And if they've successfully gotten you to believe whatever image that they're putting out there, then they're believing their own delusion in being what they actually are. Mm Mm-hmm. Instead of him appearing, yeah, yeah, because you believed your own hype, yeah, but you, but that's not who you really are, right? So ultimately, the facade is gonna crumble because it's not authentic, Mm. you know. And I think that's what it will always. I think life will always show you that the cracks. It will always reveal the tower will fall if the if it's not sturdy, it's not true from within, it's not secure. It's going to crumble. Right. Like, period. Right. Or maybe it doesn't f- completely fall apart, but it'll be cracked and it'll be, you know, 
hang in by a thread, like, mm-hmm. you'll know the signs will be there. And I think based on modern day and culture, it's like, let's make it look nice. Let's act like it's not happening. Let's be Delulu. Let's look over here, be distracted. Like, that's how the world is set up, is to distract you from all those things. Because if you heal, then you're not going to do what they want you to do. You're not going to be stuck in the matrix. Right, right. Think for yourself. I think that's what it's about, too. Like, when you're coming to understanding, like, your triggers or, like, your trauma or wanting to work through it, and when you're more open to, like, seeing that maybe I am placing judgment because it's coming from, like, a place that hasn't really been, like, I didn't pay attention to heal it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm Mm-hmm then we can get closer to uniting as one, which is what I really believe solar humanitarian. That's what it is for me because it just, I understand that we are individuals with our own journeys and paths going to do what we want to do. Then why do we all have the same shit? Why do we all have traumas? Why do we all have, you know, maybe a not so great beginning or there's something that's fueling us to be who we are, whether it's hiding, you know, showing out, making sure that you're being the best person that you want. There's still a connecting factor there. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's spirit. And Mm -hmm. if that's the case, then we are supposed to be connected. So if that's the case, why are we so disconnected? Right. That's that's what I'm thinking about because mm-hmm. I'm not even realizing that she's projecting, even though she's right about her instincts and believing that it was the boys that committed it. Mm-hmm. Her reasoning behind it or the fuel behind it was trauma related, mm-hmm. which I completely understand why her team looked at her like Delulu, mm-hmm. right? It's like, what proof do you have? Well, I just know... But I think it, it also showed, like, how you act, your impulses, how you're going to react to the situation isn't going to be from a clear, unbiased standpoint. And that's the type of field that you're in. So they're like, hey, do you see that this is no longer profesh? Do you see that you're not removing your personal feelings from the situation? And I think that that's a very hard thing to do in that field. And people who have to do that every day... I don't know how that affects them, but it has to. Right. Because you're a cop, a detective who solves murders, and you were left for dead. Right. You're triggered every day. Yeah. And that was your reasoning to go into that industry. Yeah. Right? So it's like, although it can make or break who you are and what you can what you can give... Mm-hmm. Like, she, it, it fueled her in the right ways, but in the ways where it clouded her judgment, like, mm. so many things are wrong with that picture. But I think it also shows, it's like, it can, although, yes, it's good for the instincts and you're on, the, you're on your feet, you're on your P's and Q's, but if it's unhealed, it can lead to you being more paranoid. Right. Right? It can add to your paranoia. It can add to the PTSD. It right. It can make you more, you know, like, it just... Right. Heal your shit, people. I think that's the... Not heal your shit, people. (laughs) No, like, for real. Everybody has shit. Everybody has things that they need to heal, things that need to come up. Let it come up. Let it release. Once it clears, it's all good, man. You know? 
how many months ago this year were we talking about forest fires? All that land has been burned to the ground. Now, after the winter frost, we can hope that in spring, newness will bloom from the ash. And I think sometimes you just have to like, clear it out, man, let it come up, clear it out, say your piece, keep it moving. And on that note, we're gonna keep it moving by ending this episode with, um, I would just say my close is continue to find ways to um, pull those things out of you that you try so hard to keep down. Mm. Whether it's through books, whether it's a new hobby, whatever, whatever it is. But just do it more because... As I'm seeing since what April, since April Mayish of reading and b- what books have done, which is the one major new thing in my life, has opened up a lot for me, in many ways, and has helped me mental health wise, spiritually, and I just think emotionally. I think um, post COVID. I think it's it's a very important thing to do mm. because I think everybody felt so lost and in a daze with COVID and now it's like back to reality. Da, 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 da. Like it literally is like a fever dream. Like it never happened. Right. Um, and that was madness time and everybody was impacted. And so I think, yeah, continue to pull those things out and heal from the ground. I think my closing would probably have to be I'm just grateful that I have brain cells firing mm-hmm. um, because it, it just makes life a little bit more brighter yeah, it does. Um, and I think that I encourage with that I would want to encourage everyone to just do things that are going to spark those those brain cells and bring you joy and shoot off that dopamine and, you know, make you sleep better and make you have better relationships and interactions with people. Um, find that thing. And for me, it's books and I will always recommend it. But, uh, with that, love yourself, love those who care about you, Mm. support yourself, Mm. support those who are supporting you. And um, continue to stay connected. Um, interact with us on our Instagram, Black Magic B L V C K M A G I Q U E. New episode Sundays, eleven a.m. Eastern Standard Time. My name's Kivia. My lovely co-host Otlin is here. That is the Is What It Is podcast. And with that, we're out. Peace.